forces and without air support. The advantageous naval position enjoyed by the United States forced a choice on Khrushchev between hostilities and certain defeat, or withdrawal and a major diplomatic setback. The major reversal for the Soviet leader eventually resulted in his political defeat and forced retirement. The confrontation was a pivotal moment for the Soviet fleet, leading to resumption of an aggressive naval construction program which continued until the implosion of the Soviet Union in 1991. By that time, the USSR had achieved status as the world's largest and second most powerful navy. Historians and command and control experts have pondered the Cuban Missile Crisis in great depth and continue to offer new analysis. During the 30-year anniversary observations of the Cuban episode in 1992, a number of surviving senior decision-makers from the three sides met in Havana and Moscow for reunions and roundtable critiques. New information revealed at those gatherings confirmed that the situation came even closer to a nuclear exchange than either the United States or the Soviet Union leadership realized. Escalation to a nuclear exchange might have resulted in grave injury to the United States, but it certainly would have led to a disastrous Soviet defeat. The results of the crisis had a profound impact on subsequent overall Soviet military policy as well as the naval construction program. The Soviet Navy before the Cuban confrontation consisted of 25 conventional cruisers, fewer than 100 destroyers, and large numbers of small combatants. It also included more than 300 diesel-powered submarines, more than half of which were long-range attack boats. The Soviet Union already possessed more than the total number of diesel attack submarines Nazi Germany had operated at the peak of its strength in World War II. Until 1962, however, Soviet naval forces were seldom deployed far from home waters. Despite our suspicions of the quality of the fleet at the time, we learned only in 1995 that Soviet submarine forces deployed during the crisis, all long-range diesel subs of the Project 641 type called Foxtrot class in the West, had been equipped with nuclear-tipped torpedoes in Saida Bay. The Cuban confrontation served as a dramatic arena where the U.S. Navy, for the first time since World War II, looked seriously into the eyes of a genuine naval opponent, which, although still a lightweight, was capable of inflicting serious damage. Until this point, the Soviet Navy had confined its operations to supporting the massive Soviet ground army in Europe and Asia. However, for many years, the Soviets had dreamed of becoming a naval power. One of the dreamers was Sergei Georgovich Gorshkov. As Peter the Great was known as the father of the Russian Navy, surely Admiral of the Fleet and twice hero of the Soviet Union Gorshkov was father of the modern Soviet Navy. Gorshkov, who joined the Navy at age 17, became an admiral at age 31 and served for 27 years as its commander-in-chief, presiding longer and through more significant changes than any other single Soviet naval leader. His rapid rise to the rank of admiral was due largely to his brilliance as a naval commander during what the Russians called the Great Patriotic War, World War II. He emerged from the war as one of the few senior Soviet naval heroes, mostly due to his actions during the campaign in Odessa on the Black Sea and as commander of the Danube River Flotilla. The Navy emerged from the war as a nearly intact but small force commanded by the popular admiral Nikolai G. Kuznetsov.
In October 1955, two years after Nikita Khrushchev became Communist Party First Secretary, the Soviet Black Sea Fleet 24,000-ton flagship battleship Novorossiysk exploded and sank in Sevastopol Harbor with the loss of 608 Navy men. Novorossiysk was the former Italian battleship Giulio Kaiser, transferred to the USSR in 1949 as war reparations. In the aftermath of the official investigation into the causes for the sinking, to this day still a major controversy in Russia, Khrushchev summarily removed and demoted Navy Commander-in-Chief Kuznetsov, elevated war hero Admiral Gorshkov to Commander-in-Chief, and abruptly reversed Stalin's post-war naval expansion. Khrushchev directed the disposal of many large surface warships and a halt to their further construction. According to Khrushchev, a non-sailor, Navy surface ships are good only for carrying heads.